Welcome to The Grange Point, where we hang out and talk about the latest news in science technology and how they relate to your everyday life. This podcast is brought to you by the Young Scientists of Australia. We're a youth organisation aged 15 to 25 whose work is to promote science to the youth of Australia. This week we had a bumper array of panellists including Tim, Lachlan, Lauren, Amelia, Lucy and Justin. This week we talk about a safe and biodegradable way to clean up after oil spills and lessen the impact from these potential ecological disasters. Plus, we myth-bust salt lamps and other pseudo-scientific quackery. And now we launch into our Launchpad News segment. Oil spills are one of the most dangerous and devastating natural disasters caused by humankind. I'm sure all of you would have remembered the 2010 Deepwater Horizon oil spill, which occurred in April 2010 in the Gulf of Mexico, where more than 4.9 million barrels around, uh, I don't know, the entire water supply per day of Melbourne of oil spilled out into the Gulf, devastating all the marine animals and coastlines for years to come. In fact, it was so devastating that the United States government fined BP, the company responsible for the oil rig and the spill, over $4.5 billion of damages, plus a whole other number of civil uh, lawsuits occurred as well that brought it up to a further $42 billion. It's a huge amount of money was spent trying to fix this terrible ecological disaster. And five years after that massive event... They're still working hard to try and figure out what they could do to turn it around. It's not been a clean fix. In fact, recent studies that have been completed and published in the scientific journal PLOS One um, by the National Marine Mammal Foundation have found that 1,200 cetacean marine mammals, mostly bottlenose dolphins, have been found beached or stranded since the spill. That's an unusually high mortality event under the 1972 Marine Mammal Protection Act. When they compared the dolphins' tissues, 46 of them, to normal dolphins that they they found not from the area that were undamaged, they found that there was severe amounts of oil-exposed dolphins. Basically, they suffered rare type of damage called adrenal damage, which is consistent with long-term exposure to petroleum. And basically, what it does, it's uh, similar... It hurts their ability to produce critical hormones and makes them really vulnerable to stress. And basically... They are more likely to have lung damage, pneumonia, and a lot of other um, issues from the oil spill. That's just one thing that's been picked up by. So we know oil spills are, when they're, especially when they're far away out at sea, very damaging and deadly. And that's what the Deepwater Horizon oil spill showed. One of the reasons why it was so bad is because it took ages to fix. But a recent oil spill in California, the Refugio oil spill, which occurred in May 2015 uh, in the Santa Barbara County, California, actually occurred for a pipeline that was on shore, was on land, but the oil itself managed to leak and spill into stormwater drains, much like we have everywhere, and that carried it out to sea. And there, and it spilled only only 21,000 gallons or 500 barrels of crude oil, but that's still a large amount. And what's actually happened with that shows the damage that can occur to coastlines and marine mammals and the environment, even though the oil spill itself may be contained on land. Now, oil spills are really, really damaging and very difficult to clean up, which is what we've tried to show here. But some recent research being done out of Sydney College of New York is actually finding ways to help deal with oil spills 
in an eco-friendly manner. Now, one of the big problems with oil spills is that the oil film itself will cling on the surface. It's kind of hard to sort of round it up and get it all together. So what these researchers, led by chemist George John, have actually done is developed a biodegradable green herding agent that can be used to clean up light crude oil spills on water. It's based on a small plant-based molecule called phytol, which is everywhere in the marine environment. And basically, the new substance could replace the current chemical herders we use, which aren't really biodegradable. I mean, they're stable, but they just sort of hang around there, and they're not really great for the ecosystem. So really, they wanted to look for one that was um, an alternative to the silicon-based polymers that are currently used. So how herding agents work is that basically they're active on the surface. They're called surficants. And when they add to the liquid, such as seawater, they reduce the surface tension. And in the case of oil spills, when they're added along the, the periphery of the oil slick or the big spill area, they contract and thicken the slick or push slicks together so they can be collected or bunded. Basically, if you think about oil and take some... If you want to try this out at home, take a teaspoon of cooking oil and put it into a glass of water, and you'll notice that it, it will sort of be all over everywhere. And if you wanted to try and scoop it out, it would be easiest if you could sort of herd it into the one spot and then just lift it off the top. And that's effectively what we try and do with major oil spills, just on a much larger scale. And it's a lot easier when the spill sort of contracts itself together, which is what we use these surface agents for, herding agents. But having one that would be biodegradable would enable us to put a lot out there without worrying about damaging the environment. Um, this study produced by the New York City College will, will still take a little bit of time to be replicated and available for use, but it's a great new application of using agents that are, chemicals that are already in our water, already present throughout our environment, and repurposing them to help solve a disaster that humankind has caused and reduce the impact of these major ecological disasters and leave the environment in a better place afterwards. That's some great work being done at the City College of New York by lead chemist George John. One of the many unfortunate aspects of the modern world is the prevalence of junk science and these are miracle cures or devices which claim to help with everything from your diet to your skin to your mood we're using weird pseudoscientific in fact principles and explanations and a lot of these things can be hard to dispute and get removed because the people who are selling them seem to be immune to all the laws of logic scientific reason and the scientific method so we're going to talk about and debunk some of these pseudoscientific devices Starting with a gift that Lauren received of a salt lamp. Um, salt lamp for my birthday? Oh no. Oh, I, mean, I was reading the science on the side of it. No, I just loved it so much. Oh, <laughs> I just want to keep the box. <laughs> what did you try to tell me would happen with you if you um, used your what salt was the lamp? Story? The, yeah, the salt was going to ionize the air and keep it all nice and healthy because salt is neutral. And um, That's a fundamental misunderstanding of how fluorides work. It's not polar. Yeah, it's not polar. Incorrect. Salt is very polar. Thank you for trying. <laughs> you'll find that you're incredibly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> what, what else was it? it was... I, I can't remember. It was just sure. a whole bunch of not right things that... T- Sounded very scientific. It's, it's like you're doing all the correct words. Yeah. In the yeah. Wrong order. <laughs> 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 
It's, it's removing the toxins in the air. I'm like, oh, so is it getting gummy? Like, is there a filter in it? No, no it's just removing just the toxins from the air. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, like, it's like, like that. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like it's then you can suck up all the dirt. Yeah, after a day of removing all the toxins in the air, you wouldn't be able to remove toxins in the air. Yes. That's my toxin crystal. My toxin lamp. It's just collecting all the toxins for you? Yeah. Yeah, so you'd have to like clean it. Like It's like an air filter. You have to clean them so that it can continue to work. No, it's magic. The salt means that it cleans itself. Because you always feel good near the ocean. That's what it said. You always feel healthy near the ocean. I feel like we're putting a lot of expectations on salt. If you feel like that great in the ocean, like, go and hang out in the salt mine. Yeah. Or Austria. Yeah, just Austria in general, um, but particularly the salt mines in Austria would really work very well. Some of the salt caves, just hang out there. Or is it the light coming out of the salt? Is that makes it good? It's definitely the light purifies. Yeah. I feel very like if you're if a thing tied to your science and doesn't explain how to clean that science, it's probably not science. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it doesn't explain how to clean that science, yeah. I like that. I like that. <laughs> that's the line where we draw, like, no. This is obviously bunk. Well, like it doesn't a, talk about how to clean it. Subject, it's a good like first video. Like, does it address how to maintain the science? Yeah. Like, if it claims to just work perfectly indefinitely, then that is your very first. Very, that's not like, science. That's a perpetual motion that's machine, and you can see yeah. a doctor immediately. Yeah. A real doctor. Yeah. <laughs> if your doctor prescribes more salt, find another one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, big salt added again. <laughs> salt lobby. <laughs> salt. <laughs> yeah. Look, you say that in jest, but I don't, I don't know, but it could be a thing. Oh, I'm wait, I, I wish there was like. Like, someone has to be making these rocks and making money yes, on making I, these rocks. I love this. I have, so. I have a salt slab. In general, like, we don't it's have a salt cooking. plant. And I, like, my mum my has a ton of them. She's got like five of them. Anyone who knows my mum would not be surprised by this at all. I'm not surprised by this. You know her, mum. But, uh, I, I don't mind them because they do, like, when you put a candle on them, they give off a very sort of pleasant pink light. It's yep. like, oh, this is actually really pretty, but please just advertise it as pretty. Yeah, Issues that we had is that mum, while also living at home, mum had one in my bathroom, which is where the shower and the bath is. Uh, and uh, okay. you know what humid air does to the salt lamps? <laughs> they just drip salt water. Oh, no. <laughs> and then everything's like, I hope you're not made of metal. Be ashamed if some corrosion <laughs> would happen. <laughs> 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 be ashamed if something were to break through your passive film. Yeah, it wasn't like. It wasn't near any metal. Yeah, it wasn't near any metal. It's just that, like, whenever I went to clean my bathroom, I had to the salt lamp, chip the salt that was dry, <laughs> wipe it, put the salt lamp back. Because, funnily enough, it dissolves in water. That'd be the cleanest, most purified part of the So from Lauren's experiences with a salt lamp to Lachlan's experiences when reading a very odd chemistry textbook, which tried to tie together delusions caused by substance abuse with sound chemistry theory to no real success. 
and shows just what you can come up with if you abandon all realm of logical sense and reasoning. I had a chemistry book where um, he was claiming that he's got proof of extraterrestrial life, but the whole thing is prefaced by, we found this out by eating hallucinogenic mushrooms for three weeks. (laughs) (laughs) And all the chemical essays... Like, he's saying it's chemistry, and it's like, yeah, so the aromatic ring um, in LSD, actually, it acts as a radio transceiver to get signal from the fourth dimension. And it's like, so yeah, I That's was what on drugs. Is. No. There are multiple issues. Yes. <laughs> Do you know how many benzene rings there are in, the, in like... Oh, I don't love the radio waves. Aromatic rings generally, there's even more. No, no, no. See, it's, um, it's when you take... um. One of the tryptamines in conjunction with um, the psilocybin in mushrooms, which has an aromatic mm-hmm. ring attached, and it actually activates it, which then makes it able to links together, just clicks together. Yeah, like, yeah, in the, the brain. Was like, yeah. Um, and no, no, it combines with your DNA molecules as well. And she's like, I just, it just came to me. It just made sense. I'm like, that's because it's not real. <laughs> you were on drugs. <laughs> Can I? Let's just. Can go back to the part where we took on the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> now, can, now, is this study reproducible? If I take all of the drugs, <laughs> will I come to the same earth-shattering conclusion? <laughs> no. Let's find out. Yeah. All signs point to no. All signs point to maybe no. So he's, he's, he's made a living off of I like know, that, that experience. Legitimately likely. If I, if I take all the same drugs and previously know all of this fact. <laughs> They might make sense. I, I, once I might, might all just click. Yeah. I don't think that's... I don't get someone exactly the same skills that's and useless. chemistry background as what, this guy. What is that meant to be about? Don't tell yeah. them about this study this guy did. Yeah. Then give them LSD and see if they come to the same conclusion. Well, okay. That would be a replication of the study. Yeah. Knowing yes. about it beforehand would render the study, the study redundant. Yeah. This has been the Young Scientists of Australia's podcast, LaGrange Point. This week we found out about some new technologies being developed to help make cleaning up after oil spills even easier. Plus, we myth-busted salt lamps and trying to link chemistry with aliens. Our ending theme was composed by Audio Head to ysa.org.au for more information about the Young Scientists of Australia.